Our first message this afternoon is from Mr. Ken Barton. It is entitled, Let Us Be Truly Thankful. Pretty good, huh? Isn't that a wonderful song? And to me, it kind of shows what our relationship with our God can do for us. You know, I know the title of that is, He Has Made Me Glad. <clears throat> he can't do that. He won't do that. It's in you. You know, I've found whatever... Should have wrote that quote down. But whatever state I am, 
in, it's up to me to make the response to that. Anyway, if my ears weren't giving fit, me fits, I wanted to turn this into a praise and worship type of message with me just leading you guys in different songs of praise and worship. For instance, give thanks, number 170, in our blue binder. What I found looking in these hymns and songs was that being in a thankful mindset enables us to express joy and praise and love. We have, as a nation, just celebrated Thanksgiving Day, a day which was first proclaimed by George Washington, the president, our first president. And it was at the request of Congress, and he did it on October 3rd, 1789. And that was a single day, Thursday, November 26th, was as a day of national Thanksgiving. 74 years later, on October 3rd, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln issued a proclamation establishing the fourth Thursday of November as the official National Day of Thanksgiving. I found all this out by Googling Thanksgiving Proclamation. And I was led to the Heritage Foundation, and they have, I think, a lot of good information. The Thanksgiving Proclamation that was issued by George, I'm sorry, by President Washington, even though he's long gone, I still should honor him. <clears throat> this, is, this is by the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you still did that? <clears throat> and whereas... Both houses of Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me, quote, to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness, end of quote. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we had a Congress like that today? They went to the president and said, we need somebody, you, to issue a proclamation of thankfulness to God. I I have understood that recently they've actually started having prayer meetings and stuff with our members of Congress. It's going well from what I understand. He said, now therefore I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation. Before we ever became a nation, he already had it under control, didn't he? Anyway, I'm not going to read this whole thing in case you guys were concerned about that. But there, he realized that God needs to be first. And if God's first, then we can truly thank him for all the wonderful blessings that we receive. If we don't have God's first, if we don't believe that God is 
in control, we can't very well thank him for doing it, can we? If you don't believe that, um, that God is a, is a supreme being and that God has created everything, it's kind of hard to thank him for it. So things go bad, it just happens. Things go good, it just happens. I kind of think it's wonderful to have a God that we know is in control. <clears throat> One of the things he said is that also we may then unite in most humble offering, in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, because we have those, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Just think if people looked for ways to obey God, <clears throat> which is what we're doing when we're obeying the laws, to protect guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness to us. I like that plan. <laughs> you know, if, if they're being nice to us, we can be nice to them and ask God's blessing on them. And if not, we can ask God to straighten them out. Bless them with good governments, peace and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us. And generally, to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. As he alone knows to be best. That's hard to do. We realize sometimes that he knows. Because we always know we got it better. I got a better idea. As a firefighter, one of our favorite things was the, the firefighter say, well, I wouldn't have done it that We'd have probably messed up. <clears throat> and he said, Given under my hand at the city of New York the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789. And I love the way he abbreviates his first name, George. It was Go. G-O. Go, Washington. And then, in November, on November 28th of 1861, President Lincoln put out a proclamation. And it wasn't on his own accord. It was a lady named Sarah Josepha, or Josepha, I'm not sure, Hale, a 74-year-old magazine editor, wrote him a letter on September 28th of 1863 urging him to proclaim a national day, set a national day. She'd been trying for 15 years to get that done. But again, God knows how to do it, right? And so he waited for the right time. Whenever this proclamation came out, it was uh, exactly 74 years later. And it set the day, the, the fourth Thursday, as the day for us to, all as a nation, come together and worship God and give thanks. They were doing that, the different states and stuff, 
but they were, it, it wasn't a concerted thing all at once. The, some states would do it this month, some another month, you know, just whenever. <clears throat> and I don't recall exactly, I should have looked it up, when the Civil War ended. This was done in 1863. I was thinking it went to 1865, but I don't recall. So you've got to realize this was still during war. <clears throat> and he was able to say that the year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To tho these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nation, nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart, which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations, order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. While that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union, needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle of our ships, or the shuttle or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements and the mines as well of iron and coal as of the precious metals have yielded even more abundantly than here, heretofore. Population has steadily increased notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege and the battlefield, and the country rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel has devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the most holy God, most high God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, has nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands. I sent a text to my son in Tokyo to remind him of that on Thanksgiving Day. And so he sets the last Thursday of November next, so the fourth Thursday, as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwells in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings that they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently implore the interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. So even the middle of this war he wanted us to thank God for the wonderful things that we had. 
ask him to forgive us for the horrible things we've done and ask him to bring us together as a nation. And so he fixed the seal to this proclamation. It was actually written by William Seward, the Secretary of State. <clears throat> Fine folks. So then I did some searching on eSword. I kind of got to where I kind of liked some of this technology. I'm thankful, and it occurs three times. Psalms 100 to 4 is where it, Romans, 1, Romans 121 and Colossians 3.15. Thanksgiving's found in 32 verses. Give thanks is found in 44 verses, and thanks is in 71 verses. You guys can figure it out on your own if you want to. Esword's wonderful. Because once you find it on Google, or you can just go to Esword, type the word you're looking for, and up it comes. So, Psalm 100, 1 through 4, or 1 through 5. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you hosts. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth is, endures to all generations. Then in Colossians 3, starting at 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to, be, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual <clears throat> songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And he's talking to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Therefore I exert, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. I think that includes police. There seems to be a concerted effort to attack our police. If you lose the police, you lose you lose security. <clears throat> if we live according to what God has given us, we don't generally have to worry about them, do we? For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time 
for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ. This is Paul, not me, and not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. But God also warns about not being thankful. In Romans 1, starting in 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. That'd be terrible to become futile in your hearts, in your thoughts. And that's, that's what I say. A lot of people that do not believe in God, that do not honor God, that don't think there's a God, it's, it's, there's futility in their, in their minds and hearts. They don't have any hope. Professing to be wise, they become fools and change the glory of corrupt, incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds and four-footed animals and creepy things, which firefighters would put under the heading of plump stupid. <clears throat> but that's really where my heart's been drawn lately. Are we really thankful? Do we even know how to be thankful? Or have we come to the point where we think we don't have to be thankful? That things just supposed to automatically be done for us. It seems that I see more and more people who fall into that category. It seems they've come to the point they just expect everything to be done for them. Everything should go their way, and if it doesn't, well, they throw a fit. That's not thankfulness. That's not treating others the way they would be, we would be treated, is it? I know how to throw a fit, right, Glitter? Just let me try to log on to somewhere and the password's not accepted. And especially if it's one of these places that makes me change the password every so often. <clears throat> Usually, thankfully, by the time I actually get to speak to someone, I've ranted and raved and got it out of my system and settled myself down so that I can conduct myself in a proper manner. Sometimes I think, I'll just quit using this stuff. Problem is, I like the technology. I like what it affords me. I like being able to go to YouTube and look up that song and email Brian, and Brian works his magic, and it shows up here. <clears throat> Our son and his family live in Tokyo. That's 15 hours from now. I'm sometimes tempted to call him up and ask him if I had a good day. <clears throat> but we can talk with them face-to-face -face through FaceTime on our iPhones or Skype. And we're right there. There's no time lag. You know, we don't say something and wait for five, ten seconds for this signal to get over there. It's face-to-face. -face. Have them on the iPad. I'm, I'm tempted. I've got a, a big Mac, and it's got a camera and a monitor, 27-inch screen. I'm going to put them on that if I can figure out how to get it to work. It's wonderful. 
<clears throat> be rather stupid of me to throw that away, wouldn't it? It'd be kind of like the fellow that won the lottery, $50 million lottery, and he goes, goes to the quick trip where he bought the ticket. And he says, here's my ticket. I want my $50 million. And he said, well, it doesn't quite work like that. And he said, yes, it does. They were advertised, I saw on the billboard, $50 million. So I bought myself a ticket, and I won, and here it is, and I want my $50 million. And they said, well, no, it doesn't quite work like that. You know, you have to, if you, you want the $50 million from us, we pay you so much a month over 30 years, and it adds up at the end, it'll be $50 million. Or you can take a lump sum, which is about a third to a half, third after taxes, and... You could invest that lump and it'll end up being 50 or however much. And he goes, no! They said $50 million lottery and I want it. I want my $50 million. And I said, I'm sorry, sir. That's the way it is. There's nothing you can do about it. And he said, well, I'll show you what I can do. Give me that ticket. And he tore it up and threw it back. Give me back my dollar. <laughs> he wasn't very thankful in his heart, was he? Having a thankful attitude also shows up in other ways as well. Say when others thank us. I love going to Chick-fil-A. If you tell them thank you for, for doing their job, they almost always will say, it's my pleasure. And, and they mean it. You know, I've had the same thing. I've thanked people and they say, no problem. You know, like I'm putting them out, but they'll do it anyway. It's not a problem. Yeah, it's not quite a thankful. <clears throat> All of this makes me ask myself if I'm truly thankful, and how do I show that thankfulness? I want to be of the mindset that it is truly my pleasure to be a child of God. I want to be mindful of my attitude toward my father. I have to admit I've not always been a model child or even a servant. That's part of it, isn't it? That's part of seeking our Father's face. Seeking his forgiveness and striving to better serve him. Striving to see where he blesses us and how we can acknowledge him and grow in our service to him and in our being mindful of him. And I realize what a difference that can make.